Hello, I'm Ricky Dreamer, and you're tuned into the DUI Rule, an interactive platform for future dreamers and influencers who strive for more. I'm reporting from Inurist Studios in Richmond, VA, and on this episode of the DUI Rule, we'll be talking to Sharifa Murdoch. Sharifa is co-founder and partner of Men's Wear Trade Show, Liberty Fairs. Right. Oh. Oh. I know that I'm worth it. I got dreams. What if they not bigger than my purpose? I ride alone, far away from home. Days turn to months, hair ain't seen a cone. Rick told me keep dreaming. It's foreign cars still leaning till I reach my zenith. Seems I took the scenic, redefine the meanest, justify ends. Just to pose our goals until we meet the end. It's all God's doing. We just dream as using non-fluence and it might just take us round the globe. The DUI rule, we welcome you to the fold. You know we got that fire, shelter you from the cold. And that's Ricky P, he putting you in the know. Water for your seed, seed for you to grow. And I'm Michael Millions as if you didn't know. All right, thank you, Sharifa, for um, being on the show today. Um, really appreciate it. Um, how's your day going? My day is good, actually. I just got in. I'm um, trying to get um, somewhat packed because I'm going to Cuba on Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cuba in December. You know, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, so, no, I, like I said, I really want to thank you for being on the show and... When I start all my shows, I really like to introduce my guests and really give them, like, really give the audience an understanding, like, you know, what it is, you know, what the guest does and, you know, their background. And I'm kind of stuck with you. You know, I I, um, I think it's so many things I couldn't talk about, but I just know, like, there are, like, a few words that come to mind, you know, like, you know, style icon or... <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, no, like seriously, I think um, just your influence, you know, in fashion, um, just directly what you do, as well as like your own personal style, mm-hmm. is something that I, um, I'm really interested in just the conversation today. But I guess if you don't mind, just I guess just introdu- introducing yourself and um, just kind of giving some background on like what it is you do. Okay. I mean, so basically, my name is Sharifa Murdoch. Um, I'm a co-owner of a men's fashion trade show called Liberty Fairs. Um, I, my, my life started out at a young age, actually. I mean, I am the uh, girl from Brooklyn that did the little odds and edge, ends jobs um, until I got like a, do- a job at Donna Karen out of college. Um, I worked uh, in like the retail store, and then I worked at a store called Atrium. Atrium back in the 90s was a big, big deal. It was kind of like the first boutique shop with um, different shops within shops that made it so interesting for people to come in and see. Um, And I I guess that's where I'm going to say I got my start because I met my mentor and now partner Sam, who kind of like guided me along the way. You know what I mean? Like he honestly gave me the opportunity to see something in myself that I honestly didn't even know I had. So, I mean, that's where I basically started from. Um, I did sales, and um, I was a really good salesperson. Like, I sold a lot of clothing for them, <laughs> and it was fun. It was an exciting time in fashion as well, just because the retail stores were exciting when you were younger. Like, you had the service, and I'm big on customer service. 
I love like starting from the beginning of the sale to the end, like just understanding what clients wanted and needed for like whatever event they needed to go out to um, for that time being. And then I kind of went away to school and ended up working for Louis Vuitton. And, you know, of course, um, we always have a funny running joke. Um, anyone that worked at ATM worked there twice. So, like, you'll leave and come back and leave and come back. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so I left and uh, went and worked, um, went to college and worked at Louis Vuitton for a little bit. And then Sam called me back one day and was just like, listen, everyone's coming back. And I'm like, who's everyone, you know? <laughs> and he was just like, no, everyone's coming back. You should come back. And I basically said to him, you know, I wanted to do something else. Like, I want to make sure that I'm doing something. But something within me t said, like, you need to take a chance on it. Take a chance and really understand, like, this is something that can be a great opportunity. And I kind of, like, put my faith in his hands and, you know, ran with it. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And at that time, he didn't even think of, um, he didn't even think of uh, Project, which was our first trade show that we started together. Okay. Uh, three months later in, basically, he, you know, he came to me and he said, listen, I'm doing this show. It's called Project. And I was like, what's Project? He was like, it's a trade show. I was like, what's a trade show? You know what I mean? Like, I was 23 years old. I had no clue or idea on anything that was happening. And wow. then um, I just had to, like, call his friends and call people in within the industry and tell them I wanted them to do my show. And it was just really, really interesting. It was a whole new everything. I guess, it, like, really, this, yeah. I guess, describe, I guess, that that time period for you, I guess, pre preparing for project. Well, like, honestly, I can tell you this. I didn't take it as serious as it should have probably been taken. I honestly did not know what I was doing. And I and Sam is not the kind of guy that's going to micromanage. He is just not. And I just had to figure things out by myself, but it was fun. It was just fun learning new things, meeting new people, just seeing, like stretching my mind frame and seeing what I can do without anyone's help. Wow, that's amazing. You know what I mean? That's yeah, amazing. it was just an experience. And honestly, when you look at it now, it's like he, just like he put that much trust in my hands back then at such a young age. You know, he was there to guide me, but he, it was just like, amazing and phenomenal to have that experience hmm. all right so i guess even in your journey i guess how how important do you think it was for you to have a mentor i identified a mentor at a young age i honestly feel like it's it was majorly and i tell everyone that that is like the number one priority in life to do is have a mentor like you need some sort of guidance, like someone to at least show you the way and you need, there's always something to learn. Like I'm, I'm an adult woman and I'm still learning. Do you know what I mean? And I'm still learning from Sam, which is incredible that he can continue to teach me. And I've gotten ment other mentors along the way, but he has been my greatest teacher thus far because uh. he's always like stretching my mind. He's always, he's always making me think differently. You know, every time I think we're like done, he's like, no, but why don't we do this? And it's like, yo, I didn't even think about that. Like it, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's an amazing feeling. And I tell all young people to get yourself a mentor. You know, I even mentor a um, couple of kids whenever they ask me to, because I think it's important to have some sort of guidance. 
you know, I always have like the most random people hit me up, like on Instagram or social media or like um, anything. And those, I'll always take the time to talk to them because I feel like it's a necessity in life to help our, our younger generation come up and see what they want to do in life and understand what it takes to be, you know, a strong working young person in this world. Uh, it sounds like you're very passionate about people. Yeah, I'm very passionate about people. I just feel like the generation under me is going to be taking care of me. So we all have to support each other and really try to help each other grow as a people. I think it's important. No, nah, no, nah, it, it definitely is. And it kind of gets me to like the next time I want to talk to you about the Brooklyn intern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading about the project. I really want you to kind of like just talk about like what that is and what kind of inspired that to, inspired you to start you know start that as an initiative. Well, it's a funny story just because I'm basically a creature of habit, right? So okay. I, every morning I get up at six o'clock in the morning and I go to the gym and I work out at six to seven. Like I get up at five, sorry, and I work out from six to seven, and then I go straight to the office. I get dressed and. That's my creature of habit. On the weekends, I do the same thing, but I go get my hair done at 7 a.m. in the morning. So, like, I'm always the first one there. And um, I always say if someone ever wanted to, like, get me, they'll know where I'm at, you know? So, basically, what I did was there was a young lady. I was at the hair salon, and it was one morning when it was, like, really early, and we were all waiting to get our hair done. And a young lady came up to me, and she said, "Um, listen, she came with a cup of uh, hot chocolate and she says, listen, uh, here you go. And I was like, what is this for? She goes, well, Yasmin, Yasmin's the girl that does our hair, said, if you ever want to work for someone, you bring the boss hot chocolate. I mean, sorry, you bring the boss coffee, but because you don't drink coffee, I heard, I brought you hot chocolate. And, you know, just this young lady out of high school, the enthusiasm that she had kind of really impressed me. So I kind of took her on as an intern you know, and it was very, very interesting just to see like how she expanded over the two years that she worked with me. She was a junior in high school at the time. And, you know, just to see that enthusiasm that she wanted to work and she wanted to do, uh, just be interested in fashion was a big deal. It was very important for me to like, once I saw this young lady to continue that path and to help her, like we sent her to college and she was all ready for college and had everything. And it was just amazing, an amazing experience. And I just continued to do it. And I just kept meeting random young girls that I wanted to help. Oh, oh, this is like so amazing. Just, I think even just to kind of like even hear your story, just even just how you started, just because um, I even, how, how did you really start at Atrium? You know, because like I've read something where it was just, you walked in and asked for a job. Yeah, that was it. You know, and it's just, I, it's just, it's, it's crazy how like you're, uh, you know, you're running to these young girls who kind of had the same enthusiasm that you know you did when you were in high school, and just, you know, how you're taking advantage of the opportunity, just saying like, how can I help them or how can I give back? You know, I think, you know, that's amazing. Like, really, yeah, that's exactly what it's about. It's about you like taking that opportunity. Once you, we only get. I always say you only get one shot. You know what I mean? And taking that opportunity to kind of like really hone in on what you want and being serious about it. I always say to our interns, like, it doesn't matter if someone's asking you to go get coffee, because I believe in the old school way of learning, you know, like 
the, if they ask you to go get coffee, make sure you bring it back hot because that's showing that you cared about what you were doing. Do you understand what I mean? I understand if they exactly ask you to like, do any little errand, make sure you do it in a timely manner because that's showing time management. So I always think about those things when I, you know, talk to kids and younger, like the younger generation, just because I think our generation has definitely shifted recently. And it's, it's interesting to see how they are growing as a people. Hmm. What you saying it shifted? Like how so? Are you, I just think it's a different work ethic. Like some, you meet some that are very enthusiastic and then you meet some that think that they're supposed to be the CEO in a, in a one year span. And it's just very interesting. No, I, I agree. I, I, it, it definitely is an interesting spectrum. You know, I see it even just teaching on like a college level where, um, you know, I, I would say like, you know, it's the internet, but I think for like a lot of them, like all they know is the internet. So it's this whole thing of just being instant that, you know, I, I think it's like no one really sees like the the work ethic or like the grind that kind of has to go into it. So it's just seeing the result. And, you know, I, I think I, I get it, but I think it's, it's I blame it on a lack, a lack of exposure. Because I think if like more more people were exposed and having conversations, they'll kind of understand like the level of effort, you know, needed to mm -hmm. attain something or to achieve, you know, a certain goal. Mm -hmm. Versus just saying like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this and I'm just gonna be the best because I'm saying I'm the best and I got you know all these followers and you know mm -hmm. I got a nice outfit. <laughs> got it. That's that's exactly. I I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, no. Nah, so, um, see, you're such an amazing person. You're giving back, but, um, that's really, I'm really want to kind of give back to what we were initially starting about how, you know, I think you're just a really a style icon and we're, we're going to get into it a little bit more, but I want to talk about how, um, how you were just talking about how you started, um, with project entering the trade show space, not really knowing anything about it, really just you know, being eager, being hungry, just learning as you're going through it. And um, just really just want to talk about now where um, where you're at with Liberty Fairs and just how, you know, I, I think as as a trade show, it's, it's definitely disrupting or, um, you know, adding a sense of innovation, you know, to the scene. So let's talk about, like, what's really going on with that. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, I got to start by saying it was, it's an absolute pleasure to be a co-owner of anything, you know, at such a young age. Like the, the, I have, I, I need to just express like the, the excitement about this whole thing with Liberty from beginning was an amazing experience just because I was chosen to have this opportunity to be a partner. Do you understand what I mean? At such a young age, you know, right now there is no African-American woman owning a trade show which I think is phenomenal. And um, just this whole place that I'm in right now, my mindset is about evolving the trade show platform mm. and seeing how we can do things differently. We all know that the industry is changing in a dramatic way and everything is so quickly done. But just seeing what we can do now from what we were doing is a big, big deal to me. Do you understand what I mean? No, I definitely do. I know... Um just with you being a person of multi-talents, I know you write for the Huffington Post. 
Yeah. And um, I know you, you kind of did an article, um, I think it was like early 2016, you were talking about just like the influx in fashion, you know, how mm-hmm. things are changing, how like a lot of brands are, um, you know, putting on the runway and you had the retail experience almost like that week or like the following week where, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole anticipation is changing. And um, I think it's like, it's definitely interesting how you're talking about just with, um, I think consumer habits are a lot different with like, especially online shopping that it's, everything's evolving. I think, you know, like, I think we saw the music for so long that it was constantly evolving and now it's to a place where it's like this new format for music where it can be successful. I think, you know, in fashion it's happening too, where like mm-hmm. it's becoming so fast where yeah. I think even for like, even just like a lot of men's brands, you'll see like in one season, you may have four or five deliveries, you mm-hmm. know, because I can't, I can't just put out one collection. You know, I constantly have to keep your attention or like um, keep giving my consumer more. Yeah. So, so now I definitely get it. I guess, where do you see, I guess, more so menswear, um, I guess that space evolving into more. I think it's going to evolve into, so right now, currently what we're seeing is um, a trend and something that everyone's doing is this whole athleisure. You know what I mean? Everyone's into the jogging pants and the sneakers. And I definitely feel it's like- the cozy wave. The cozy way, yeah, exactly, <laughs> the comfy way. But I also feel like there is going to be a little turn where guys want to get dressed up more. Okay. And I feel, and I can just be wrong, but I feel that whole not not so dressed where it's like, remember the 19, let's say 60s when the guys wore ties and like they had three-piece suits, but I definitely feel like there's going to be a more lax way of getting dressed. And that's where I see men's fashion. Mm. I also feel like men are loyalists. Like, if they like, if you buy that one button-down shirt from, let's just say, uh, J. Crew, and you love that shirt, you're going to continue to buy that. And that's what's so amazing about the menswear industry is that they're. I feel like the guys now are being more educated on on clothing, and they're more knowledgeable about it, and they want to learn more about clothing. People care now about how they dress. No, I I definitely agree. I think with, I guess, when you having like more men or just like more people in general just caring about how they dress or like, you know, just being more more savvy as consumers. Yeah. I guess like how, how do you think brands can take advantage of that where, I guess like the education piece, like how, I guess, what's an innovative way that like a brand could like, I could educate my consumer on why spending $300 on this, you know, is an investment? You know, like, what do you think that's going to look like? I think they need to kind of, like, remain in, in this space. Like, really, I'm honestly hone in. For each individual brand, it's different. Gotcha. But they all need to hone in on who their consumer is. Hmm. You understand what I mean? And if you're selling something, a pair of jeans, and let's just say for $300, you have to understand that that's limiting you to a certain kind of consumer. And if that's okay with you, you have to then hone in and understand what that consumer is, what what that lifestyle of the consumer is. Who, what, like, where does he shop? What does he eat? Where does he go to dinner? And, like, really understand and profile your consumer because then you're able to attract them better. So you really then can educate that person directly instead of trying to educate people that don't need to know or that's not even in, in that realm of what 
of shopping your product. You understand? No, I, I definitely do. And I think that educating them in a form of like having like I one thing I'm I'm like firmly believing in right now is like these on the road um trucks, right? Like let's just say you have a truck and your truck is wrapped in like a PRPS and this is your PRPS truck. And you go from like different musical festivals to different musical festivals to kind of educate those consumers that are there for the musical festival, but they also are there to shop on your product. I think that that's a way to stay in their face and be consistent. And you go to like a musical festival like Coachella or um, any other one where you feel like your consumer is. I feel like that's that's the kind of length that you're going to have to do right now. So you, I would say you would definitely kind of say like for a brand, I guess not now you is more lifestyle than anything. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, because I, I think everything you're saying, like we're we're kind of saying it with a lot of brands, just with a lot of these big music festivals or just partnering with, um, I know like Ray-Ban did something recently with Boiler Room, you know, you know, just like partnering with these lifestyle expressions that kind of give my brand, you know, legs or kind of, you know, like you said, kind of fits more into this profile of, you know, what what does our consumer really do, you know, or when they wear our clothes or our brand, like, you know, what's happening. So now it, it definitely makes sense. Um, I guess for you, is I, I I think the reason like I'm really intrigued, you know, you work in menswear, but I know like even just for your style, your own personal style, like, you know, a lot, a lot of people um, have recognized it. I know... Like recently, you were recognized by Red Book as um, a real woman um, style awardee. Um, so I want to say congratulations on that. But like, I guess even yeah. let's talk about that process and like what went into that. Um, it was just interesting. I, I they chose me, which I was like shocked. <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're very stylish. I have to give you that. Like, if if I didn't know better and I first saw you, I would think you're like a designer or something. Like. No way. I love getting dressed. I'm telling you, I love clothing. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've been like, the, I've been obsessed with clothes as a young child. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I used to like fall out in stores, you know, because my dad refused to buy me something from Guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly did. So, I mean, what what I guess inspires me is my dad. My dad used to be a really chic dresser. He still is. And he taught me one thing, and it always stuck in my mind, quality versus quantity. Because I used to always want, like, a ton of different things. And he used to say, listen, you want 10 of those things, or do you want three of these? These are better quality. And I always thought about that. So as I grew up, I that also drove me to work hard because I liked nice things, and I always wanted to look nice. And it was like, I, in order for me to look nice, I had to pay for my, my stuff. Mm. You know? I, I definitely understand it. Yeah. Definitely understand it. Um, so, you know, Christmas is around the corner. You know, we're mm. in the holiday season. Yes. What are your men's must-have for the holidays? My men's must-have? Yes. So, like, for my husband or... 
Just period. Just in general. Like, what are, what are some key things you feel like, you know, guys should have, like, during this season? A definitely a good wallet. <laughs> good wallet? Just yes. any, simple, any type? Just... No, very sleek. I'm into, like, one, you know, those one-sided wallets? Which oh, is, like, you just put all the cards. credit cards in it? No cash? Yeah. I definitely feel like a guy should have that. Okay. It's something you can't live without. I also am, like, big on socks. <laughs> so, like, Happy Socks, for instance, is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, and a good haircut. <laughs> good haircut. Okay. A very good haircut. And that's it. Like, I think that once he's, like, cleaned up and, you know, he's good to go. He's dressed to the nines, of course. But, <laughs> you know, that's it. All right, no, that's, that definitely sounds good. Um, yeah. I guess this for you, like, what's next on the horizon? Like, what, we can, what can we expect? Well, it's funny. I um, recently just did, like, a online commercial uh, for Burlington Co-Factory. Congr- congratulations. Thank you, thank so, you. So you. out here making it happen. <laughs> no, that's, that's dope. Like, really. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And basically, um, just like really and truly getting out the Sharifa Says brand, I love like doing a lot of entertaining and like events and just things like that. I believe in planning. So I'm coming out with the agenda for 2017. Um, Basically, it's a Sharifa Says calendar and it's a notebook because I'm a planner. So I always write things down. Like I handwrite everything down to understand what I have to do on a daily basis. Oh, I do the also, same thing. So people, I made people, oh, people think I'm so, so weird, but like, no, I, I do I'll it. send you one of my agendas then. You need <laughs> oh, to have yes. One. And like, where, where, where would they be able to get them? Can they There's, pre-order? Um, yeah, they can pre-order it. Um, just DM me on Sharifa Says. And I'm also in the process of building my website. So it should be ready by Christmas. Okay. And that should also be SharifaSays.com. This is good. This is really good. Yeah, I'm a big planner. So, and then in the in the agenda though, uh, because I believe whatever you put out there is what you get. Every day has a quote, and it's things that I believe in. That's so, dope. Like, give give me an example quote. Um, I can tell you my first quote of my year is always like, um, "Set your tone." Hmm. Like, set your tone. What is your tone? Anything that you want to do in life. For 2017, it's about setting the tone, setting what you want. What are your goals? And kind of going after it. And that's just like one. And then like starting a revolution. Who You want to be a leader, not a follower. So it's like starting that revolution. Who do you want to be? And just things like that. Wow. You're so amazing. Like, oh, thank you. No, I'm serious. It's like so much positivity, so much achievement. This is, this is dope. Like the world needs more people like you. Thank you, thank you. I want to just try. <laughs> I definitely do. I honestly, I honestly believe in life. Everyone needs a teacher, and I had a great teacher, and I still continue to learn from that teacher. And I want to always give back that that lesson that I learned to others, because there's a lot of young girls probably growing up just like me from Brooklyn. You know, I could have ended up pregnant at a young age. I could have ended up doing so many wrong things, and. I had someone to guide me in a direction, you know, including my parents. But you're out, you're outside your house more than you're inside your house. That's you know true. what I mean? So it's like the people that you surround yourself with is kind of it determines where your life pattern goes. And it's important to surround yourself around the most positive people that are doing things. Ah, that's so, very true. That's, that's very, it. very true. 
Well, Sharifa, I'd like to thank you again for um, just taking the time to do this interview. Um, just want to commend you on all the amazing things you're doing. Um, thank you. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, definitely keep it up. I think you're just an inspiration for, uh, I think, just the things you've been able to achieve, inspiration for just a lot of young people who, you know, are striving just to do something different or just, like, you know, defining their own lane. And um, just, just continue to give back. I know the 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 people you, you've touched or just helped, I know, I only can imagine just, you know, the impact you've had on their lives. Um, just even talking to you today, you know, this has been great. Just mm-hmm. even, even just inspiring me more, just thinking like, wow, you know. Thank you. Just, just go for it. So I just want to commend you and just um, just thank you again. And um, I'm excited about the planner. You know, everyone, you know, yeah. go pre-order the planner. It's about to come yeah. out. Please DM me because I will definitely have a bunch. I definitely want to spread the word and the joy of Sharif says. <laughs> yes. But um, this is it. So I, I just thank you again and um, keep doing amazing things. Uh, thank you so much. And I really and truly enjoyed speaking with you as well. So whatever you need, please hit me back. <laughs> <laughs>